Welcome to Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. I am your host, Nicole Jensen, mother of three, physical therapist, fitness lover, and life coach. My Tune In journey began when I took up yoga, meditation, and mindfulness many years ago. They have been a catalyst in helping me become more aware of my thoughts, behaviors, and patterns, and to accept myself where I am. But it is not enough to be aware. One also needs to take action. This show is for anyone who knows in their soul that there is more to life, but doesn't know how to access it. Each week, I will bring you the tools, tips, and share stories of how you can learn to tune in to who you really are at your essence and learn to live with intention and with fulfillment. Welcome to Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. This is going to be part two of solitude, and we are going to discuss the rewards of solitude. So when you when you spend time alone in solitude, you start to understand your own personality, your own values, your goals, and these help you develop qualities to prepare you for love, love with another person, self-love, a friendship, whatever it is. If you don't know who you are, then how do you have how do you show up to a relationship whole and complete? You don't. So the first thing, the reward is about your mind. Without the influence of another person, when you're spending time in solitude, the only mind you have to deal with is your own, which, you know, I know granted is scary sometimes, but then you start to understand your own complexities in your mind, your thought processes, the self-talk you have, the things that come up, your own processes of like how you shove things down, you know, but you have to be honest. You have to agree to be honest with yourself. And then the other thing is that you learn to rely on yourself. You don't just depend on others. Now, this is something that came up for me pretty recently. I had had a tough thing happen one night and I normally deal with things by myself, at least for a couple of days until I can process them because I don't want to just dump on people. I know it's not necessarily dumping on people, especially if they're people that have been there for me, but I want to understand what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking before I go to that person. Because a lot of times it's not accurate. My feelings, our feelings, our emotions are liars. A lot of times they're protective mechanisms that have come up in our body based on our past trauma. And so just because I feel frustrated about something, it doesn't mean it's really warranted. It's probably past trauma that has come up and I have yet to deal with it. So my normal go-to is to spend time by myself for a day or two, if it's something pretty extreme before I go to a person and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Or will you listen to me? I I don't. Well, Recently, there's been, you know, quite a few people in my life that I do trust dearly to go to right away. And I did that one night. And unfortunately, the person that I went to could not be there for me. They were training somebody else and they didn't have the time and the space to be able to give to me. And I, I didn't know what to do. And I was very, very frustrated. I was very, very upset, emotional inside. I didn't take it out on that person, but I could feel it inside like this angst of like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I woke up the next morning and I said to myself, Nicole, what are you doing? Like you've been doing this by yourself for a very long time. Why are you changing your processes? Because now you all of a sudden have somebody in your life that can help you. And granted, they would have helped me if they could have, I guarantee they would have, but they couldn't. And so I needed to learn to, I needed to remember that I can depend on myself instead of just automatically throwing it onto somebody else. So that was a great, great lesson that I learned. Um, we, 
learn like what we're attracted to. And a lot of times it's superficial stuff. It's not, it's not real things. And so, you know, if, if I notice, if I notice that I'm spending money when I don't need to be spending money, then I said, ask myself, well, why are you doing this? But if I'm not paying attention, if I'm listening to music or listening to a book on, you know, an audible, then I'm not really dealing with my emotions. The second reward is developing self-control and patience when you're by yourself. So it helps us create space between the sensory stimulation and the decision-making. We need to under, understand ourselves better so we don't take on the tastes of somebody else, their partner, their vision. We need to not lose touch with ourselves and outsource it to somebody else. We need to learn to follow our own senses. We have to create that space between when we notice something and we just automatically react to it. So I know it's hard to feel those feelings when something comes up that you don't want. You know, often we shove it down. So Jay Shetty talks about this research article that was written um, about they had given men and women a choice of either spending 15 minutes in solitude with their own thoughts or getting electric shock. 30% of women chose the electric shock and 60% of men chose the electric shock. And it just shows you that like, we're willing to inflict pain on ourselves, knowing pain instead of the unknown of what our mind can bring up. But it's so important to develop self-control and, and not just automatically react to something, even though it's painful and it causes discomfort in our body when we notice those thoughts that come up. And this is something I'll talk about down the line about how to deal with discomfort and thoughts in our inside and in our mind when it comes up, because there are, there are techniques that you can do. You, you don't have to feel that pain forever. You do have to feel it instead of just shoving it down, but it's super important to notice how you respond and how it's mostly react, but we want to learn how to respond in life. We want that refractory period to, to grow between when something irritates us, stimulates us, whatever it is, before we start bearing down on somebody else about it and deflecting it onto them when it's something that we should be able to deal with ourselves. And then the third reward we get from solitude is learning that we are whole ourselves. We don't need somebody to complete us. We don't need somebody to entertain us, to energize us, to comfort us, to cheer us up. Yes, it feels awesome. And when that happens, be grateful, be happy that's happening, but we don't need that. We have this, oh, you complete me, you complete me. No, you need to complete yourself. That other person that comes along, that's just gravy. That's just extra. That's a bonus. But if you can't do that to yourself and you are relying on somebody else to do that for you, you will, you will constantly be disappointed. And then you're putting that pressure on that other person to complete you. And it gets to the, it, it gets to them eventually. They, they will not always be able to do that. They have their own things that they need to do for themselves. So we, we look to the, he calls it human Advil. It's like an instant relief to go to somebody else to co-regulate you. No, we need to learn how to co-regulate. We need to learn how to regulate ourselves. He also says the best thing for your nervous system is another human which can be true. That other person can bring you peace, 
But the worst thing is can be another human too, because you are looking to that person to do something for you that only you know how to do. If you've done the work and know who you are, know what makes you tick and what's important to you. If you don't know that, then you can't do it yourself, nor can somebody else do it for you. So practice giving yourself what you need. Be kind to yourself. Be honest to yourself. Support yourself. People are going to treat us as we treat ourselves. So first, turn inward. Love yourself. Learn to love yourself. It's not easy. It's a journey. There's going to be things that come up that are that you're going to feel like I felt like we're ugly. I didn't like those things. Well, work on changing them. Don't look to somebody else to help you be happy so that you can change it. Only you can change it. So I am reaching out for the third session next week. I want 10 people to reach out to me and give me how they felt in the 15 minutes of solitude that they spent, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You pick an activity that you normally do. It could be driving in the car. It could be taking a bath. It could be running uh, right before you go to bed, chores, whatever it is. And instead of automatically putting on your headset, automatically grabbing your phone, spend it in silence. Notice what comes up, journal it, and shoot it to me so that I can report it on next week's podcast. Have a great day. And remember, spend some time in solitude. Thank you for listening to another episode of Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. If you found this valuable, please share it with a friend and it would mean the world to me if you left a review. I love connecting with my listeners, so please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Renee Jensen.